Hey everybody, what's going on? Tommy here. I'm your host. I come from a podcast called Always Be Booked. It's a cruise podcast and uh, today what we do on Thursdays is what I like to call the Thursday conversation and you know it was kind of cool today. I have my buddy Scott on the line and again the thought process of this whole thing is just to get together and talk some ship. You know what I mean? Somebody who loves cruising, somebody who bleeds cruising and sweats cruising like we do, like a lot of us do. I get it. Not everybody does. Now you're listening to this because, you know, you're here for the ramblings. Some some people are here for the ramblings. Some people are here for the news. And uh, some people are here for the train wreck. But, uh, you know, either way, ideally I don't disappoint. But today was probably the perfect example of, you know, what I'm looking for, for a show like this. And, you know, I don't want it to be an uptight interview style situation. Again, think fly on the wall, think wiretap, guy like myself, fellow like Scott, getting together and talking about cruising. And today we discussed a little bit about his last cruise on Oasis of the Seas. Sounds like it was a little dicey. Sounds like there was a little bit to be desired with the overall. Again, like we say, there's no such thing as a bad cruise, right? This was no different, but there were some issues, and uh, Scott details them in this conversation we had right here. So I hope you enjoy it. Don't forget, I need some emails, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. I'm trying to find out what your perfect cruise needs. Give me the three facts, five facts, eight facts, factors, maybe I can say, of what goes into the anatomy of a really good cruise for you. What are your non-negotiables? What do you need to have happen? What are the things that you want to make sure? Events, whether it's an event, whether it's a food item, whether it's a trip somewhere, whether it's a behavior of a staff, whatever it is, you heard my criteria. I gave you the guideline. What else you want me to do? I want to hear yours. Let me know. Email me, Tommy, at alwaysbebooked.com and let me know what goes into your ideal cruise. So without further ado, we're going to get right into the conversation as we welcome in Scott. He's a pirate. He's a peer runner. He's an overall loyal cruiser. Great guy. You might find him every once in a while if you're in port. You might see a pizza on top of his head. Who knows? Shout out to the lovely Kara as well. Uh, his lovely wife. And uh, that's about it. How can I, how, I'm rambling. How can I ramble in a cold open? I'll find a way to do it, won't I? I could ramble anywhere. All right, let's start the show. Oh, we back for another one, right? <laughs> Bags are packed. Hey, Tommy, you ready? Let's go. We going in. Hey. It's the night before the cruise And if I'm honest, I ain't sleeping But even if I could, I'd be dreaming About this weekend, all the fun we about to have As we taking this vacation Always be booked on our way to embarkation Cause we know what's in store Pockets and palm trees, tropical sea breeze And frozen daiquiris, oh please Thank you sir, yes I think I'll have another Please don't blow my cover, cause I'm passing on the muster Bring a lover, bring a friend, bring someone you just met It ain't snowing where we going And the good times never end Here's the five more years, drinking beers, running Pierce, thanks for giving us your ears through the laughter and the tears. But we just getting started out here. Give us a holler if you're looking, you can find us somewhere south of the Bahamas. Getting hotter as we go, cones and we united. So sound that horn, cause everybody's invited. What's what? 
scrolling through Facebook cruise news. Yeah. What's going on? Anything good? So I joined, I always joined like the cruises surrounding my cruises group pages. Okay. Uh, and so I'm in Oasis of the Sea September 25th group. And everybody on the Oasis Seas just got a letter in their room. Their own port authority, the authorities have advised that we are required to leave the pier at 8 a.m. to allow container ships to dock. This means our departure will begin earlier than originally planned at 5 a.m. Wait, hold on. Wait, from where? This is the Oasis of the Seas out of Bayonne. The ship gets in on Sunday, every obviously every Sunday morning. Yeah. And so they are required to disembark. The guests are required to disembark at 5 a.m. because the ship is not allowed to be at the pier at 8 a.m. because container ships have to dock. Everybody's so got to get off the Oasis of the Seas at 5 a.m.? It says here between 5 a.m., and everybody must be off by 7.45. Oh, my gosh. See, that is almost like you got to do some sort of reimbursement when that happens. Yeah. Breakfast will be available starting at 4.30 a.m. and will end <laughs> at 7.15 a.m. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm going to send this to you. I mean, you know, how I, you, you know what I would be doing on that one? Uh, I mean... He's stopping at the last port and flying home. Well, no, I would just, you know, that, that would be it. The, the breakfast would be the late night snack, and then, okay, catch You're just it. Off. It would be almost like a normal Saturday night in New York City for me. Just, you know, all right. I mean, this, this is insane. So, uh, cash accounts can be settled between 5 a.m. and 7 a.m. <laughs> I mean, this is, I can't believe this is real. Yeah. Like, <laughs> And I don't know if that's ever – it's crazy because you know what? It's New York City. There's a lot of commerce going in and out. There's things that happen. And you understand that, you know, but that's never happened before. Like what is, what is – what, why is this such an occasion? We got to look into this. We got we to look into I, this. I mean, so what are they going to do? So they're going to – so the ship is going to come in. It's going to dock at 4.30 in the morning. It's going to let everybody off, pull out at 7.45. Go do a donut around the Statue of Liberty and then come back. <laughs> Man, that's insane. That is insane. And so, what, wait, this is for the sailing that's after yours. That that is right yeah, now that the, they're on right now. That they're on right now. So today is Wednesday. So they have tomorrow at Nassau. They got this letter in their rooms tonight. Okay. All right. Um, all right. Well, we're on with Scott. Scott Stevenson, he is a uh, regular. He's uh, at this point you're a regular regular on the show, a friend and uh and a pirate and a peer runner. And uh you know when I said we were going to do these Thursday conversations, that's exactly what they are. And you know, right off the jump, we got a little uh breaking news from uh, Oasis of the Seas that is uh, there's some sort of uh, bottleneck going on in the Hudson River and they got to do a little lap and get everybody off the ship by 7 a.m. And uh, that's new. That's definitely new. But I guess, you know, when, I think, I don't know. I just think that if you're a cruiser, that's a little bit much. But in general, whether it's that, whether it's hurricane season, whether it's whatever, I think that would you agree that cruisers just have to kind of be a little bit of a, I, I guess you, you have to kind of be ready for the unexpected, right? 
Uh, absolutely. But you sort of do, as a cruise line, you have to accept that, you know, people are absolutely okay with you extending their cruise longer in most cases. But when you cut me short, when I like to sleep in, that's going to be a problem. <laughs> I got to be honest. Uh, that is, excuse me, I'm just adjusting volume here. That is one of the things with uh, Virgin Voyages that uh, I absolutely oh, had no problem with. They were not rushing you off that ship at all, were they? No. I mean, I was off early. Um, we had a we had a 9.30, 10 o'clock flight out of Miami. Um, and so I was off early. But they, they did not care at all, really, like what time you got off. I mean, what, what was their cutoff, like 12 o'clock to get off the ship? The cutoff was so late that I don't even know what the cutoff was because at no point was, yeah, and I'm a cruiser, so I'm used to it. I feel like back in the day, they used to let you get away with a little bit. I remember walking off that, the one crazy Norwegian gem cruise I took with my friend Joe and Sony and the last night with the gambling and the fighting and everything. I, I know I was the last one off that cruise ship, and it was probably about, it was in, that, in the 11 a.m. area, and I know they didn't like that. But it still was able to happen. I don't think you could even on regular one of the big three cruise lines. I don't think you could even do that anymore. I think you have to be on like, by like ten they, latest. It's it's like they used COVID as their reset to like bump up all the get off the ship by this time. Stuff. Yeah, because before COVID, I remember the cruises I was on. You could hang out till ten ten thirty in the buffet. And be fine and not have a problem. You could you could shut down your stateroom eight thirty nine o'clock. Go walk around the ship. Let your stateroom attendant get into the room. Walk around the ship and be fine. And nobody's going to say something to you. I mean, I really feel like ten thirty ten thirty is when they start saying, "Hey, get out of here." That's um, yeah. That's the main thing they want. They just want you out of that room. They just want you out of that damn room so they can kind of reset the whole thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, and they, and what is it now? I, I don't think you can get really get away with being on a ship past nine a.m. nowadays. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Uh, Which is crazy? No, it's tough. It's tough, but you know, especially. I don't know. That's why a lot of people kind of like if you see on the last night of a lot of cruises, you know. The, the the knee-jerk thinking would be that, okay, it's the last night. Everybody's going to go in and get it going and go hard and this and that. But it, for a while, it hasn't been like that because people know they got they got that alarm clock to contend with and they got to drag everything off the ship. That is a rough walk of shame. I mean, getting off the ship and, you know, in that line for customs and just seeing people that you probably saw on the ship and did shots with, but your eyes are down. Nobody wants to look at each other in the eye. It's it's pretty funny. It's uh you know, depending upon what type of cruise you're on. But okay, you just ended up on, I believe it was the, was it the Harmony or the Oasis? Um, it was it was the Oasis. Okay, so you just got off the Oasis of the Sea. So we'll talk about that, if that's cool. Maybe touch on the Virgin Voyages experience, because we were only a few weeks apart from which we, we did get that experience. And then um, maybe we'll just BS about our upcoming uh, group cruise that we have on uh, October 15th. So starting with uh, Oasis, um, uh, it, it did sound we were communicating, and again, We'll preface this by saying, I like I do all the time, there's no such thing for me as a bad cruise, 
you know, if the things if the things still floating at the end of it, it's not a bad cruise for me. But then yeah. for 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 purposes of just consumer report type stuff and being, you know, just advocates for people who are going to cruise and might want some information, yes, we do dissect and critique in in in, in certain situations. And to me, just getting your taking your temperature from this cruise, it sounded like it was anything but the best cruise you've ever had, right? Um, this is gonna. Th- th- I, I'm trying to decide whether this is in the top two of worst cruises. Um, but like like you said, there's no such thing as a bad cruise. I didn't necessarily have a bad time. There were just a lot of moments where my vacation was negatively affected. Okay. And that's fair. And that's all we're going to say. And we'll listen, because I, I don't want to be on the end of it like where it's like people like, oh, you know, you should be for Of course, we all know that. We all know that we're very lucky. We go on cruises a couple of times a year. We, we're going to paradise. We all understand how lucky we are on these cruises. But like I said, we're going to break it down and we're going to be real. So when did you know when you got on this cruise? When did you know the trouble was uh, was kind of starting, or when did you know it was going to be a little less than perfect? So it was sort of it transpired a little weird. It, it, I walked into the room and I, I texted you right away. I think because I took some pictures on the balcony of just this like rust, and like I think I made some joke about like the rust of the seas or rusty royal <laughs> or something like yeah. that. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, and I'll and I'll, and I'll and I'll vouch for that. There was definitely, you know, again, you don't really, but yes, there was significant. Uh, let's just call it lack of maintenance on, uh, you know, on that ship on the balcony in the form of just clear, clear rust that could have easily been kind of scraped away, repainted, and you know, it just wasn't a priority at that point. Usually, yeah. you, and, and I know you're a you're a fan of the Royal Caribbean celebrity side of things, and it's for that reason that you usually cruise that end of things because you don't usually expect that type of thing. It was pretty pretty surprising to see that, right? Yeah, it, it was. Um, but I, I still went into that when I saw that I texted you about it. I complained about it a little bit and then my mindset was move on. Um, and because you and I talked and you said, you know, just you sort of got to get past it and just have a good time. Note it, say something, be it, be done with it. And so that, that was all really well and fine. I could have gone through my cruise with a, with a rusty balcony and been fine. Yeah. You know, um, the, the the point where it really turned and i i don't mean I, i'm gonna go into this and i i i don't mean this in any type of way towards anyone okay here we um, go oh you get terrifying me so, right now yeah i know so i mean kara and i are in central park we're walking back we actually went to 150 central park for dinner on the first night amazing great food wonderful the bread is like crack have as much as you can um okay the, um so we're walking through Central Park, and we hear this, like, what we thought maybe was, like, a band playing in Central Park. And it was like, well, they normally have the guitar playing out there. Wonder what's going on over here. Maybe they brought the band out here tonight. That would be weird, but interesting. Let's go check it out. So we go over there, and I'm going to call it a slow dance flash mob of 40 to 50 Chinese nationals. 40 um, to 50 people? Yeah, chi- Chinese people, yes. Okay. Um, okay. And so they were 
it was I actually we actually sat there for a little bit and watched because we were like, okay, this is sort of cool cultural experience. Let's see what they do to have fun. And then we realized other people this is in the main part of Central Park in front of Park Cafe where that big circle is. Yes. Okay. So we realized people are trying to walk through and they're not letting them walk through. And or the people that are walking through are having to adjust how they're walking to accommodate the people that are having the the traditionals dancing in the middle of Central Park. Oh, so it was like and, a and that's why you're saying it's a alluding to the fact that it was a Chinese national type thing. It was basically they were doing something ceremonious to their culture. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, so the, where I started to realize that there was an issue was when a guy in a wheelchair came up Yeah. and he, and he's sitting there and they, he tried to go through and they just kept going and dancing around it. He's an older guy, and then he got all confused. He didn't know what direction he was going. I felt bad for the guy. Must, yeah. And so he's he's in the middle of this dance thing, trying to figure out which direction he was going. Um, the, you know, the appropriate thing would have been to do would have been stop, turn the music off for a minute, let the let the let the man in the wheelchair get through, then start again. Okay. Okay. Um, so I actually walked up to the. Uh, the trellis bar, I think it's called in Central Park. Um, and I sit, and I, I go up there. There's two more people in wheelchairs. They're already complaining to the bartender about how they can't get through. And I just said to the bartender, I said, yeah, these guys are right. I mean, they just stopped this one guy with a wheelchair. He was all confused. So I went back over to where Kara was and sat down and watched. Well, before long, the head of security is up there. And he's on a 20 minute phone call. I think with, I don't think it was like a captain decision thing. I think they actually called back to corporate for corporate to tell them what to do. And the end of it was the dance party got shut down and moved to Bolero's. So this um, was like, almost like a, um, it was a, it was a group cruise and this was just like, they clearly knew they were coming the the cruise line knew they were coming so they were giving them they, i mean they can't give them central park i wouldn't think without kind of letting i guess the rest of the guests know that listen this is going to affect your ability to have access to this very yeah, popular they, so then they but then they actually moved them to another venue so that must mean that there must have been some information on this group they must have known they were coming yeah, they definitely knew they were coming. Um, the Blair, the the Central Park dance party was not planned. Um, I got some time in when we were in Orlando to talk to security people in the terminal um, about the group, um, and because they bring off the security there to run the security through the terminal, so you don't have to. I don't know if you've ever you've ported in. Did you get off in Orlando when you went on Oasis last year, dude? Okay, this is making a lot of sense to me. So the the security from the ship gets off the ship and runs the port. They they get off the ship and they run security at the port rather than I know rather than on the ship. You know how you you get on the ship and you gotta go through the metal detectors and yeah, search your bag. No, 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 because that's what I'm saying. The most confusing thing ever happened to me, ever reboarding. In at Port Canaveral, and that was me bringing three bottles of Stoli onto the ship that I bought at a sea uh, at a Walgreens. They caught me, pulled it out, and let me get on the ship anyway with it in my bag in my carry on. Okay, 
I was just trying to figure yeah. out why I, I couldn't figure out why that would happen. But no, yeah, yeah. that's neither here nor there. Process, but their, their, their process is just different. I and they're not used to it, probably. Yeah. Um, no, they were like they were so, like no, they they was a thing. Like they said, okay, they saw it, and uh, the only thing I could possibly say, I was caught so red-handed. I just looked at them and said, "Hey, I got to tell you, you guys are good. You guys are good." And then she went around the corner, looked around, and then came back and said, "Today might be your lucky day." And then she put everything back in the bag and said, "You look good. I mean, you're you're good. You're you looks like you're good. You're good to go." You know what? Maybe it was because you're a U.S. port. I don't know. I don't know. All right. So you were talking to the security regarding the this this large group. Yeah. So they they knew the group was coming on. Um, it there was over twelve hundred of them. Um, it I, they didn't have events. Like did you just say? Did one. you just say twelve hundred? Yes. Yeah, see, that is, again, worthy of some sort of a refund type of scenario or partial refund type of scenario. That's a partial charter, bro. That is a partial charter right there. And that is that you should have known that before you were getting on that ship. They should have told you. Yeah, I. Uh, that's how a lot of people feel um, from the group. Um, from the from the cruise, like in the Facebook group, there's a lot of talking right now going on. Um, it's the most alive Facebook group I've seen after a cruise um, because people are they, they feel the sort of same way I do about it. It was just a lot of interruption. Yeah. Um, and it didn't just carry over into things like the uh, like the Central Park incident. It also carried over into. Um, they were very demanding in the dining room and the staff didn't know how to handle it. So the kitchen was backed up an hour and a half. Um, it, it, like I've never been on a ship and literally just sat for 20 minutes for somebody to take a drink. And the reason why I'm sitting for 20 minutes, at least the excuse from the waiter is because he had to tend to the table over there that had 20 group cruise members at it that had very high expectations um so it's it, it was a hard battle for the crew it was a hard battle so like i said the other day when we were on a, on the live the other night i it, i filled out the survey i gave credit where credit was due um because there was a lot of people a lot of crew members that worked hard on there and did a lot of stuff that they're not expected to do right um but I, I do feel like the, the guests should have at least been notified. I, I now understand why I did get the cruise so cheap. Um, it was for a balcony room, a large balcony, like on the jut out on the side of the ship. Yeah. I want a seven day cruise. It's thirteen hundred bucks for the whole for the room total. Yeah, for two of us. That's insane. That's insane. Yeah. I know Kara decided she didn't want to participate, but how was she? How was she? Uh, Getting getting along in this whole uh, incident. Um, it was it, she was fine. I mean, we both get, do get frustrated with big crowds pretty easily. Um, apparently, people don't agree with me when it comes to the promenade, but that's a different story. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, you you went very controversial on the promenade. 
I had no idea that was going to turn into. <laughs> Um, well, we'll tell everybody what you're talking about. Scott Scott was, um, you know, he just, and he didn't say, you didn't call for the cancellation. It was more of just like an opinion thing. It's like, why would anybody want to go to these parades and the promenade? And uh, yeah, while I don't may not agree with them, may, while other people may not, you got a couple of people who, you know, that's how I know my, my group is heating up. The haters and the trolls are coming out and they're, uh, you know, but then it goes a little bit of back and forth. There was a little bit, you know, that's all I say. We can all disagree, but just um, someone was very disrespectful in his disagreement with Scott, which Scott said, you know, why are we allowing, you know, who wants to go to a parade indoors with four or 5,000 people, you know, all jammed up on the promenade. And I don't think it's that many people. I think it's maybe, you know. Well, when you can't get to Sorrento's for a pizza when you're starving and you just stood in Solarium Bistro for half an hour waiting for a table, yeah, you're a little irritable. <laughs> yeah, no, I do get that. I do get that. But I would say that that's, listen, yeah, you got to, I would, I would say in the future understand that there's not you're not going to get too much done in the promenade on parade night but okay so it was in the middle of the day it was during the day it was a pirate parade at like 1 30 in the afternoon oh wow okay <laughs> um we did walk straight down the middle of it and make our way to Sorrento. so well we're they, gonna... they don't like that did you know that when you walk into the middle of the parade that they're trying to yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they don't like that. Yeah, no, I wouldn't expect them to. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't expect that. I got in trouble once. I, I, I walked across the stage at the Punchliner Comedy Club. Um, there were definitely a lot of drinks. There was a comedian performing, but uh, it was a crowded room. And I realized I was just trying to get to the other side of the room. And I walked across the... I, I, was, I was behind the comedian. I walked behind the comedian, but they still did not appreciate me coming up on stage and walking across the room but listen we have our moments and we listen well yeah. i'm not above the teaching moment i understand now i do get it uh yeah. all right so, so besides the parade what uh what else did you have like a little incident uh they were crowding you a little bit in the main dining room you t- you told me oh, that i was like wow yeah. that's a little that's a little too much so uh, I, like i said i think it was just um a, the short staffing that the industry has. B, they had a large group with high expectations on board um, that didn't necessarily have the right um, social. They, they didn't have the right social awareness to understand how just a cruise ship works. I you know, guess. I did hear uh, that about Asian a, the Asian culture. Did you hear that? I heard that personal space is not necessarily something that they have a lot of respect for. Yeah, yeah, and I, I got. A couple, um, couple incidents I'll, I'll tell you about that sort of really, you know, it was a good cruise, and these final two things sort of really like put a nail in it for like, wow, we got to figure out a way to know if we're going to be on the in these on these group these large group cruises anymore. Yeah. Because so the the, the first thing is the main dining room, um, half hour, forty five minute wait to get a seat with reservations. Um, that is yeah, bizarre. See, now it all makes sense, though. I was seeing your pictures. I was staying a, 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 abreast of everything that you were doing. And I was wondering, I'm like, this really does seem like a nightmare cruise. But that's what it is. Again, like, again, coming from the hospitality, like one thing, 
just sets everything else. It becomes a chain reaction. And then there's an all-out breakdown. And then that's what happened. The fact that they put all these people on the ship very who, who, who expected a certain level of attention and they just didn't prepare for it. If you're going to do that, you got to make adjustments from from a from a cruise line standpoint. You got to make some adjustments, and you got to let people know. Expect some delays. It's 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 not cool. But now that you now that you mentioned that, there was there was over like over a thousand of this particular group. Yeah, that'll throw yeah. the whole cruise off. It, it's like you got to cut if you're if you don't have the staffing. You got to cut back your capacity that you're just going to run through, run through the ship just to accommodate. Because you got to understand, certain cultures are going to take more to manage. Um, it, it, it's a hard thing to try and find the fine balance of because all these cruise lines are fighting tooth and nail to make money right now. Um, and I think a, a lot of this is also evidence of them you know, really cutting costs and trying to find the cheapest way possible to operate their ships. They're trying not to sacrifice guest experience, but the only way they're going to find out where to cut the cost without, without sacrificing guest experience is to take some risks. Trial and error. Yeah. And, I mean, who knows? We, we could have been the cruise where they tried it filling up the whole ship as much as they could and seeing what they could cut out the most and taking their labor as well as possible and giving us the flimsy cups. I'm going to be real curious when we get on the Allure to see, to see if it's still the same flimsy cups we had last week. Yeah. Um, the uh, Because that was, it's not a huge thing, but it's just like, okay, this is noticeable, you know? Yeah. Yeah, uh, no, totally. You're actually doing me the biggest favor you can because quite honestly, you've sort of lowered my expectations a little bit, you know, basically, and everything you just said is right. The The cruise lines have taken on a tremendous amount of debt. They've taken on tremendous amounts of loss. And I think the stock prices reflect that. And honestly, those stock prices and, you know, I was just saying the other day, carnivals at freaking under $9. And it's like, we know that they're going to bounce back. But this is probably not going to be for a while. And what are the things that they're going to do? I was very, very impressed, you know, with their ability to be able. What, what industry can basically shut down for two years almost and still be able to operate? And yeah, that just doesn't happen without a lot of, uh, you know, cost cutting that's going to go on. But yeah, so I'm going to get on this cruise and I'm going to be like, yeah, you know, we talked and you know this. They all cut in cost, and then maybe maybe they get it figured out a little bit more, and then we're pleasantly surprised, you know? And here, here's the big one. So they cut costs. They have they did, Royal Caribbean at least, lowered prices when they started increasing capacity to try to fill the ships. Uh, you know, what that what's the Norwegian CEO name? What's his name? Norwegian? Yeah. Oh, that's uh, what's his name again? Shoot! Uh, yeah, he it's, made that comment. Oh, our prices are going. Up. Frank Del Rio. Yeah, Frank Del Rio. He made that comment. Oh, our prices are going up. Okay. Well, okay. He may be doing that on that side, or Norwegian may be doing that on that. But Royal Royal lowered there for a little bit to try and fill their ships, and that might have been a little bit of a strategic blunder because right as they did that, um. The, this whole gas prices, oil prices going up thing happened. And um, so now they got all these 
cheap cabins they've sold to people and they got fuel prices that are really high. So their costs are extremely high. They've collected little money on trying to fill the ships. Um, I think they're just in a little bit of a scenario. I don't think, I, I don't think any of these cruise lines are making money yet. No, well, there's a difference. There's two ways to look at that. Are they making money per sailing yet? I don't know about that. But are they still in the red? A hundred percent. They're still in the red based on where they've been and what they've gone through. They're still in the red year over year. There's no question about that. But as far as sailing per sailing, are they actually being profitable on any given sailing yet? That I do not know. It's, it's, I'd love to know. Yeah, I don't know if they put themselves in a little bit of a hole there. Um, I, I noticed, I don't know if you, I, I pay attention to cruise prices all the time because I'm always looking at, oh, what's my next cruise going to be? Yeah. And, you know, I stalk the websites and prices were low and they have, they've crept back up a little more over the past 30 days. Um, but that's at least the pattern I noticed with Royal Caribbean is it went down. And the thing I started thinking when it went down is, wow, oil prices and gas prices are so high. How are they able to do this? Yeah. Well, let's pivot over. So then what are you thinking based on, I guess, your experience just having coming off of an Oasis-class cruise ship? What are your expectations and what are you thinking? What are you um, what are you looking towards? Like you mentioned, you want to see if those flimsy cups are still going to be a part of the experience. What else are you looking looking forward to on this cruise? Um, thank God I'm in a suite. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I, it just – and I don't mean to sound like a certain way about that or anything, but – it's uh, coming off the experience that I just had. It's just, thank God I'm going to be at a higher level of service with the cruise I'm going on with the same cruise line. Because if that is what they've dropped themselves down to in general, just to function, then just thankfully. It's uh, really off putting. Yeah. It's, it's put you off a little bit. Totally. By the way, Scott yeah. has uh, Scott describe the room that you're in. What is it? What, it's it's a it, two it level a, loft, right? It is a two level crown loft suite. Um, the best part about it has two bathrooms. That's crazy. <laughs> so, yeah. So um, you, you you got on the top floor. You have king bed up there. This TV drops down from the ceiling. Has a walk in shower. Um, that is the size of a balcony with three three shower heads in it. Um, you come down the stairs. There's a couch and a, two like family room style chairs with a big screen TV and a surround sound system. It's a be- it's a, be- a, little- a bed free living space, right? Yeah, it's a bed free living space. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. You actually have it's like it's like you actually have a living room. You're not having to walk around the bed or anything like that. You have your balcony overlooking the boardwalk, right? Overlooking the boardwalk, we'll be able to yell across the Tommy whenever I want. I gotta um, see. I don't know. I knew the last room I had that I was on that uh, same Crusader sailing. I gotta see where this room is proximal. The problem is, I think we're on the same side of the ship this uh, time. I gotta man. look. I just need it to be as aft as possible. I gotta see. Yeah, we, yeah. we still might have a. Um, we still might have a sight line though. But that would have been funny if I was across the way and you'd wake up, go out on your balcony, look all the way across the the the, bo- the, the boardwalk. Like you- if you if you got the mattress out there on the balcony, yeah, and I could just 
holler at you to wake up. <laughs> yeah, you could have been my alarm clock. You could have ziplined right over me and like dropped me some coffee or something, or dropped me like a bagel. That would have been great. Yeah, the uh, my my balcony on that cruise is it's like half over the boardwalk and half over the because um, I looked at it on Oasis when I was there. I looked up to see which because they're the same ship. Um, other than the refurbishment. Um, I looked up and it's half over like where, at least on Oasis, where Portside Barbecue is. Yeah. It's it's half over that and half over the open area of the boardwalk. Like, I'm going to walk out my room on my balcony and I'm just going to see a bunch of kids playing mini golf. Nice, nice. Uh, well, I don't know if that's nice. <laughs> no, I mean, just having the flexibility. <laughs> Listen, I don't know if you're a mini golf fan or not. You might follow the tour. <laughs> But uh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> but what what do you uh what what else are you excited about for this cruise? Like obviously getting together, we're I mean, gonna have some crazy times. But anything on the ship that you are? It's interesting. Um, this is the only remaining, and it sucks too. I I don't know why they don't just leave this as one unfurbished uh, Oasis class ship because there's something to be said for the classic build out of it. But they are they actually did schedule a dry a dry dock to amplify this one too. But in general, it's just talking the ship in general. What do you look? What do you What are you looking forward to? What do you have your eyes on? Well, here's my question: Why would you ever take a Brazilian steakhouse off of a cruise ship? Like, there's there's a Brazilian steakhouse on the war, right? Was there? There's a Brazilian steakhouse. They turn Solarium Bistro instead of being Solarium Bistro at night. It is a Brazilian steakhouse. Okay, so I didn't know that at all. I had no idea they had a churrascaria on the ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so that 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 is like so bizarre that they take that off there. Um, so what I'm most excited for about this cruise? I mean, honestly, this is the first cruise I think we've ever done where we don't have plans. Really? Um, we norm- yeah, we normally have plans in each port as for what we're going to do and everything. I mean, like you and I were just talking about the hiking thing. That's the closest thing to a plan we have. Right really? Now. And that's probably yeah. not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> that's Especially gonna be- I saw 9 o'clock. I'm like, come on. Don, yeah. really? I mean, you know, don't put it past <laughs> me. It's not out of the question, but... You know, it might be right. a little, as we use the word ambitious, it might be a little ambitious, but don't yeah. don't put it past me. It might happen. It might not happen. Uh, that is probably, and that's the that's the only problem I would say for someone like you who's trying to figure out like plans, who plans things like a normal human being. Like me, that's going to depend on the night before is what it's going to be. Yeah, and I... I uh you know, if you if you tell Kara we're going to do that, you better do it because that's something she'll get pumped up for. Yeah. Um, she's actually doing a triathlon this Saturday. A triathlon? Um, yeah. she's it, it, The past couple cruises we've been on, she's been – like that's part of the reason we did Virgin because they had the free fitness classes. She was at like every fitness class. Um, wow. And yeah, so she, but the only thing that's weird about it is it's – so October 1st, Saturday, she's got a – there's a swimming portion. Um, it's in the Chesapeake Bay, right outside of Baltimore. I don't know about swimming in that water. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, she's got you know the whole swimming, biking, running thing, um, and then we're going to go get cheeseburgers afterwards. Of course, as you should. Yeah. Um. So, 
back to the cruise. Sorry about that. Wait, but hold on. So um, this, so this hike though. So this hike is. Yeah. It's about four. I looked at it. It's like it says it's about forty-eight minutes away from the port. It's at the uh, at the northern slash western part of the island, I think. And uh, you go there, and you, they tell you you have to start by ten a.m. That's the only problem, because there's a sign that says you can't start this after ten. We won't let you, because we don't want you to get sunstroke. So. Oh yeah, I, and I'm I'm very familiar with that. I okay, go, go off topic on a tangent here, real quick. When we were in Israel in May, yeah. there is a it was there's a big mountain in the middle of the desert where um, a bunch of historical stuff happened at the top of the mountain. There's a snake trail that takes you about an hour and a half to walk up it. Um, you're not allowed to walk that unless unless you start by seven a.m. Wow! Because the average temperature is 120 degrees. <laughs> So we now they have a cable car that goes up. So we got there at two o'clock and we took the cable car and we were up there five minutes and came back down. Yeah, just tell people you hiked it. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. But so I'm very familiar with that. People have died on that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, it, they, I don't. I tell you what, I don't want to start a hike like that at noon. So if you're if if you're up for doing it, let's do it. I mean, Kara and I'll get up. We have no problem with it. It's just the thing where it's like, I. I it is over a thousand feet high. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know. Is that like a thing where, like, eh, you probably shouldn't do that? You probably shouldn't. Is it unadvisable to do that? Because you know I'm going to be off for of three hours sleep. You know I'm definitely going to be hungover. All that stuff is going to come into play. But you know, I just feel like I, I might. I I I think I want to do it. I think I I do want to do. It does look like it gets a little. I don't know how much research you've done on it, but I saw little treachery. It's a little dicey. Little treacherous at certain points. And that treacherous part is up near the top when you're going to be the most exhausted. Oh really? Okay, so you did see. Yeah. Sometimes in life you got to just do things. You just got to go after it. You got to do it, and then you come down off that hill. And then you go yeah, down, and then that you know, like I said, the reward, just the going over to uh, what's his name, uh, Good Time Charlie, whatever his name is. Yeah, good time, yeah, good time angry, eat piss, shit, sleep, whatever guy. <laughs> so there's this guy. I was doing some research, and and I've just been looking because again, Curacao, you don't. It's there's so many ports where you just go to these ports, and it's like okay, you could do your island tour, you could do your scuba, you could do your beach break, you could do your shopping, and then it's like. As beautiful as or the beach, as beautiful as Curacao is, I feel like that's like one of those ports. Let me get into it a little bit and let me do some research. And there actually is some really cool stuff you could do, non, I guess, cruise, you know, cruise uh, excursion related. And uh, mm-hmm. I, it got me excited. But then I kept looking, and they said this guy, this guy's Captain Good Life, and uh, you go to his place, and he's got sort of like a setup where. He does boat tours, and that's his thing. He'll take you on a boat tour, ultra-colorful personality. Now, supposedly, this is one of the only guys, if not the only guy, who has kayaked from every ABC island to the next one. He's kayaked them all, like one to the other. But now he's got this place where he has uh, his, he, he's got a restaurant. He rents out boats, rents out kayaks. He does boat tours, but then the just the the... The lounge there is facility. You can't figure out where the restaurant starts. They live there. 
You can't figure out where their home starts and where their restaurant begins. Uh, and, and this guy's just crazy. He'll just curse it. We just saw a video where he just starts cursing a guy out, like in jest, just being funny with him because the guy got his name wrong. Listen, don't don't F up my name, okay? Let me take, let me take over here. Let me take over. I am Captain So-and-so, and he described the food. I don't know. I could see that being pretty funny and pretty entertaining, especially after a thousand foot hike up a mountain. Uh, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. Yeah, That's I mean, I'm, I'm the kind of person, you know, if, if I'm with a group, I'll love that challenge of trying to do that because I, I know if I decide I want to roll down the mountain, somebody might catch me. <laughs> and so, I, but if I was by myself, though, I probably would not touch that with a 10 foot pole. I mean, if I got a group and I feel motivated, I'd do it. See, um, I'm the I'm the opposite. I'm I'm hesitant when it's a group, but if I'm gonna like start gassing out and puking and vomiting, I like leave me alone. Let me do this on my own. Let me get through this by myself. I don't want anybody seeing me. Oh, sort of like <laughs> Sa- Sandra, how she went, or Sandy, how she went and hit the bathroom. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Got oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, she wasn't. <laughs> she wasn't by herself in the bathroom that long. <laughs> well, we 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 just didn't know. That somebody else was with her, we all just sort of were oblivious. <laughs> well, the best part of it is that you know we all know Deb. Deb is the um, is one is what is a pirate and peer runner. She cruises with us and she's always miss positivity she's always talking about how you know you know she's a a life coach by by trade and she's just always preaching positivity always a smile on her face. that that is when the the beast came out of deb because i just remember being I mean, off my ass at the top of that mountain, and Sandy's just out of commission, and then Deb just came over to me. She's like, "I didn't sign up for this shit." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if she realizes that she said that to you. I mean, her and I, her and Kara, and I. Oh, and Kara took over. Times. Kara stepped up and took over. She's like, I think she yeah. was trying to. I, I remember Kara trying to bring me into focus because it just wasn't happening. Tommy, Tommy, you you have you have carnage around you. You have carn. <laughs> Do you want me to help? Do you want me to take this off your plate? Is that what you? I'm like. Yes, if you can, yes, please, please, if you can and do fix that. Fix your please. hair. Yeah, yeah, fix your hair, and then you know. Meanwhile, she's worried about my hair. Her husband's got a pizza box on top of his head doing three sixties. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we, we Kara, Kara and Deb actually meet up for uh, breakfast every once in a while, and um, you know, they they uh, they talk, and you know, Deb's plan, I think, from what I've heard. Is her plan was originally to actually go back to the ship, so it came off like she was more irritated than she was about it. I was funny uh, either way. She was. It was. I mean, I'm, I'm. You know, she. She really was. Um. Of course, she, it was. It was a moment where she got a little frustrated, but I know she was in the grand scheme of things. She had a great time that day. She absolutely loved it, and we all loved it. And it was. I yeah, mean, that, very, that, very, that, very few things. Very few things kind of like uh, end up better than. You plan it and your expectations, and that day was one of them. It was just a great day. Yeah, that that that, that was perfect. Um, you know, Colin and Doug coming down there and meeting up that, that that was probably the best thing that could that could ever happen. Yeah, um, yeah. I didn't get to participate in San Juan. Um, the the fun that happened there. Um, but I did get a little trouble. Thing. I think I think the guy didn't he wouldn't speak to me anymore once you know you had two two or three you know. 250 pounders standing on top of his vehicle that got that got a little oh, dicey <laughs> he didn't like that 
Uh, nor should he. Nor should he. <laughs> the thing was. Oh yeah, when we were up at the daiquiri bar. Yeah. Ooh, Colin was up there, right? Yeah. Yeah. And was Doug? Oh no, Doug was. No, Doug did not make it up there. Doug was in the thing and 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 getting nervous because he felt like something was going to fall through. Like he he, you know, lightweight. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The uh, yeah, that that was. I mean, those are the things I'm looking forward to. Is you know, I realized on that cruise when you're cruising with a group of people, we had all never met before, but we all clicked right away. Right away. So. Yeah, you're cruising with a group of people that you know you're going to have a good time with. Just let the good times come naturally. Exactly. Um, it's um, you don't have to plan something every single day. I mean, it's I, I, part of the reason I'm not planning something every single day is a because of that room we got. Um, I'm going to suck the life out of that room. <laughs> I mean, that that that, that is a, something that I'll probably probably never be able to do something like that again. Well, I shouldn't say never. I'm only 29. <laughs> yeah. um, you'll probably be yeah. you'll probably be doing it within the next year. No, I get it, and you don't want to plan something also because basically the last time you uh, the, the 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 mother nature didn't cooperate with you last time. You- <laughs> we had a good time. Of course, how could you not? <laughs> but I tell you what, that 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 boat captain driver, whatever he was, that dude. I hope he did fine through COVID. I hope he survived. I, I haven't reached out to him any, anything again but he was a huge sport good sport about it he's like look i'm going to take you guys to do whatever you want to do i don't care if it's pouring down rain a lot of guys would cancel if it was pouring down rain and we all still paid him his money for the day we told him hey take us back early we don't want you to have to put up with this anymore this is we're going to pay you we're all going to tip you all that and he actually broke the rules. He's not supposed to take us. He took us right back to the cruise dock and let us jump off. Oh, he went past uh, through that bay and like didn't make you take the little little uh, the little taxi back. No, he didn't. We he took us right to where that taxi docks. Oh, that's awesome. And, and so he 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 was a good guy. I mean, I, I I've never had a bad interaction with anybody at St. Mark. Oh, I always say that. You hear me say it all the time. Those people that work in that island, they they're so proud of their island. It is ridiculous from everybody, from uh, the, the 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 bartenders on you know in, in downtown Phillipsburg to the cab drivers. You, every cab in that you don't have to. Here's a freaking pro tip: you don't have to book a tour in St. Martin. No. Just take a really long cab ride, and you got a tour. Yeah, I mean, if, and at the least, just take a cab ride to Maho Beach and sit there at that bar restaurant and eat and drink all day, and you'll have the time of your life. Yeah, totally. I did that exact I mean, thing one time, and the guy taking me back because I was with a crew of people who 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 didn't see the light of day before eleven, twelve noon, uh, and I went out on my on my own at like nine, ten a.m. and I went and took a cab to Maho Beach. On the way back, we got crushed with traffic, and then they opened that drawbridge, and I was like, "Ah, oh, shit!" But then the cab driver was like, "Oh, no, no, no! This is gonna be this is the best part," and he just kind of gave me a tour of every yacht told me about every yacht that went through as it was passing by us through the drawbridge and he was like every single one oh look at that one oh that's at least six million right there that's got that and he would just break it break down every yacht it was like this is freaking great you know the uh the owner of the jacksonville jaguars keeps his um keeps his uh boat dock there in st martin right by the cruise ship here um he's a arab guy 
Okay. Oh, well, like one um, of the owners? Yeah, one of the owners is. And it's just real interesting. Like, he, he won't – the whole dynamic of that organization, if we were to go into football, is really weird because we're probably one of the most unsuccessful football organizations you could think of. Um, but he, he just is like an outcast in the celebrity world. He has all this money, doesn't talk to anybody, keeps his yacht docked away from ever, all the other millionaires' yachts. This weird stuff. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to that fruit cruise. It's going to be good. Um, hopefully we don't have to get off the ship at 5 a.m. or anything like that. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I mean, that's the thing about us cruises, whether it's hurricanes, whether it's, you know, itinerary changes, whether it's mechanical problems. We all do have that certain ability. We exchange. I think we like it. Look, we, it's, the way I look at it is like we exchange these adventurous beautiful multi uh, destination vacations for the fact that you know what here and there the unforeseen is going to happen and it's best to just roll with it but you know i think i think we'll we'll be fine either way i'm going to have one of the best weeks of my life yeah i mean it, it, it's it, it's a tighter group of people this time tight very um, tight we, we got would you say 12 if that i gotta count it up i know um i, I gotta see what we have i i think it's i think it's around 10 12 people but either way you know i understand i understand why it was a different this was a different uh type of booking we i was we, we didn't necessarily a lot of things happened i was busy we weren't, yeah, we weren't regular with the shows weren't promoting it you know but it is what it is listen man it's a cruise this is what's going to happen it's going to be a beautiful beautiful week yeah i mean i it, it is um Heck, even if it's a hurricane and we just go out and go around, sail around in the middle of the ocean for a while. Um, the, the, uh, who is the, the, we had two people, they, the two people deleted their Facebook. Um, oh, that, yes, you're talking about, uh, Julia. Julia, well, whatever happened to them? Swanson, yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I just heard that they still listen. So, hi, Julia. Big shout out to Julia. Yeah. Um, yeah, like drop an email or something. Yeah, no, she. We, we've we've I've checked in with her every once in a while. Um, okay, I think you know they just stepped away for a while. I think you know what it is, and I don't knock it at all whatsoever. I just think I, uh, social media breaks. I got no problem with that. You know what I mean? When people just go because things can get so crazy on social media and things can escalate. People take things out of context. People put things into the wrong context. It just becomes a little bit of a minefield out there. And I think people are underestimating the effect that's going to have down the road. It's just something we're not – we were not ready to wake up one day and we know everybody's inner thoughts. We just we just weren't ready for yeah, that as a yeah. society. I, and I think they just yeah. stepped away from social media for a while. But I, I, do, yeah, think, that, I do think they listen. That, I think that she reached out to Beatrix recently. Yeah, and, and that's all. That's that's cool. I mean, I anybody, everybody's got to make certain decisions. But social media is can be dangerous. Yes, and um, her husband Jeff, Jeff, great guy too. Yeah. Well, I, I just got to say, since since they won't be on the group cruise, I I had a lot of good conversation with them. Yep. Um, they they are very cool people. Yes. Um, and I hope you guys are doing well if you're listening. Yeah, and Ju- they, Julia was always, and I know Jeff. I don't know if Jeff was a listener, but uh, Julia was, and Jeff was a great, great dude. And um, it was uh, she. She was always one of the biggest. Uh, 
real real supporters of always be booked and she always kind of shot an email out, out every once in a while but yeah they're doing good and they're hanging in there and it's good to hear that from beatrix that they're still listening um good. but yeah i uh, i know i sprung this on you so i don't want to keep you late we uh we we almost did an hour here but i do appreciate you coming on and joining us and uh despite the fact and even Kara too shout out to carrie even though she refused to participate she's in she's in bed she's in bed like, that's it yeah like i i think that was well it is ten forty two. I, I get it well i didn't get to see i got home late from work she got angry i didn't eat dinner i still got more work to do it's, yeah <laughs> yeah this big thing you guys <laughs> um, are gonna you guys are gonna get through it i know it um yeah i I, uh i um yeah i gotta get back to work here at some point Um, absolutely brother go get back to work and uh this is exactly this conversation that we just had is exactly what i want this particular show to be just we didn't plan this we didn't predict we didn't prep this we didn't put talking points together just you know people who are passionate about cruising getting on the phone and just you know chopping it up a little bit about regard regarding one of the uh one of our favorite favorite pastimes so scott thank you so much for coming on man yep boat drinks cones see ya there's a place where the boat leaves from it takes away i love your big problems you could worries you could drop them in the blue ocean but you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from take one part sand one part sea and one part shade of a nine-nine tree And the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot And I know this is the place for me Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves Jimmy Perfectly good island somewhere Where we'll I'll ride the boats and don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up Put me down down in the sand where it's cool Put me down And when I fall on my stool Put me down I'll just leave there till morning comes round With sunshine ten ladies And pina coladas And Bob Marley songs that I'm playing There's a song in my ear That I want you to hear Soft tropical lips that are singing Get away where the boat leaves from It takes away All of your big problems You can worry You can drop them In the blue ocean But you gotta get away To where the boat leaves from So get away To where the boat leaves from It takes away All of your big problems You can worry You can drop them In the blue ocean But you gotta get away To where the So get away To where the boat leaves from It takes away I love your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from